After a years-long hiatus on in-person events, National Ag Day festivities returned this year with a bang. How might a modern ag display on the National Mall set the stage for a new conversation about the future of farming? That's today on Field Posts. DTN Progressive Farmer podcast that dives deeper into the most important trends in agriculture to explore the business's cutting edge. I'm your host, Sarah Mock. The day after spring begins, the American farm sector has, for decades, been celebrating National Ag Day. To commemorate the official announcement every March by the Secretary of Agriculture, ag industry leaders flock to D.C. to talk with lawmakers and whip up support for the sector ahead of another season. But the global pandemic put the in-person version of these festivities on hold for many years, and a plan originally scheduled to take place in 2019 was put off. This year, it's come to fruition, culminating in a major upgrade for National Ag Day that included a two-day demonstration of the technologies of modern agriculture on the National Mall. This week, we're joined by DTN Progressive Farmer Editor-in-Chief Greg Horsmeyer, who not only attended the events in the nation's capital this week, but has spent much time over the last three years planning them. We'll hear about the vision, how the events worked out, and how they might set the tone for an uncertain year. All this and more, right after this word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by MyDTN. In today's environment, it's essential, more than ever, to get the most current and accurate information to help save your valuable resources and continue to be profitable. Get access to all the information you need to deal with this change from DTN. As the leading independent, trusted source of actionable insights and market information, MyDTN gives you accurate weather forecasts, the most extensive database of grain bids, and the most timely news and analysis from our award-winning news team. These features and more are available 24-7 via desktop, laptop, and any mobile device to be with you on the go. Learn more at MyDTN.com and start a free 14-day trial. Now, back to the show. DTN Progressive Farmer Editor-in-Chief Greg Horsmeyer joins us today to discuss 2022's National Ag Day, which took place on March 22nd, though festivities continue throughout the week. Greg, this Ag Day has been many years in the making at this point because of COVID disruptions and other things. Talk to us a little bit about what you knew going in and what the vision was for how this year's National Ag Day was going to play out? Yeah, great question, Sarah, and thanks for for doing this. So three years ago, coming out of 2019 Ag Day, we started talking about, and we've been talking about, the, the, and by we, I mean the Ag Day Committee, the Agriculture Council of America, the group that sort of stewards and shepherds the Ag Day event. We started talking about the fact that the Ag Day celebration, which is always uh, right after the first day of spring, as, as soon as we can do it in D.C., had been a strong event. It, it brought a lot of people in agriculture together. It had primarily focused on bringing in a lot of youth from AFA and FFA and 4-H 
into D.C. to meet with their Congress delegation, congressional delegation from their areas and states um, to talk about agricultural issues. There were a lot of great sessions around that. But to be blunt about it, it was a lot of speaking to the choir. There were a lot of people in the ag industry that were celebrating agriculture, but we were celebrating with each other. And so after 2019, we started to talk a lot about how do we get this in front of consumers, which is what we really want to do. How do we talk to consumers about what's going on in agriculture? And so it was that sort of conversation about how to get this back out in front of the consumer audience that led to several ideas about trying to host something on the National Mall, everything from uh, a large we wanted to, there was a great idea of creating the world's largest picnic table and trying to get in the Guinness Book of World Records and literally bringing people to the table. And one year, our, um, our session uh, or our theme was agriculture brings everyone to the table. And so that's where the idea of doing something in the National Mall started. The reality of feeding tens of thousands of people in the National Mall kind of became, you know, kind of said, that's probably not going to happen. So that morphed into the idea of what could we bring to the National Mall? Who could we bring and, and who would participate to get that feeling of agriculture? And the the American equipment manufacturers stepped in really quickly and said, we let's try to get some equipment on there. Let's show what modern agriculture is like. So that was the beginning of the conversation. It's interesting that where it landed was on focusing on modern agriculture, being able to illustrate some of the equipment that's used. But the theme this year was revolved around climate as well. So talk to me about how you all linked those two ideas together and how that came. So in the, in the interim, we were continually trying to figure out who would participate in a public event and get equipment and other booths and other organizations onto the National Mall. And that that's not a small feat. You have to work with the Park Service. And as time went on and COVID kept stopping us from doing that, one of the good things that came from that is more and more people got interested in it. And so we had a really good showing this year of both equipment manufacturers, farm organizations, some universities, some related agricultural areas. And the, so the theme for Ag Day itself was agriculture growing a climate for tomorrow. And that came out of essentially the emphasis that's going on for some time now, but especially right now in Washington, D.C., with with climate change and, and how that's affecting agriculture and both agriculture's role in that and how it also is, it, it has a role in that change to some extent, but also it, it is being affected by that. So that's where we started with the idea of, of the theme this year, but really what it expanded into was something more beyond that because agriculture, the word climate in this case is really broader than weather as we started to think about that theme because agriculture brings so many things into the United States economic and social and trade area, 35 plus million jobs related to agriculture. And and also coming out of the pandemic, to back up a minute, the role that agriculture played and some of the unfortunate things that happened in agriculture when the pandemic hit, the, the, the struggle to, to keep the livestock sector going and all of those things that had played out in the national stage, we thought that this was a great time to really talk about that really big role that agriculture plays in, in, the, in 
U.S., like I said, the economy, in uh, our trade issues that were going on, and all the things that agriculture is so foundational in, in, in terms of agriculture, in terms of the, the U.S. health uh, and global uh, health and feeding, sustainably feeding the billions of people that we have to feed in the world. So all that kind of comes together in terms of the climate that agriculture sets from both growing the food, taking care of the land and the animals, the technology and the innovation that's part of agriculture today that drives the ability to feed all the people that we can feed today. That really was drove the Ag Day Committee to think about how do we display all that? It's a complicated thing. All the pieces and all the roles that agriculture plays in the United States and on, on the global stage. So how do we show all that? And that kind of culminated in what we are talking about on the National Mall, which was a celebration of modern agriculture. And really modern was a key part of that, of that phrase that so many citizens, if they have a view of agriculture still today, they have that view of the farmer in bib overalls and small livestock and all the things that are going on there. What we really wanted to do was celebrate the, the technology, the innovation, and the capital expense of modern agriculture to, to get everyone that toured the mall on Monday and Tuesday a chance to see, wow, this is big business. This is complicated business. This is uh, a lot of capital investment that goes into to what farmers do to feed and clothe the world. It sounds like quite the event that you all dreamed up. I'm curious to hear a little bit more about who attended, both folks who just came by to see what was going on, who were the equipment organizations, what kind of stuff did they bring in? I think there was also some speakers involved. So talk a little bit about who people at the event. The real uh, culmination of Ag Day is a declaration from the White House calling uh, that day, the 22nd Ag Day. And we were very fortunate to have Secretary Vilsack make that declaration and address the audience live on the National Mall. It was a really nice moment to, to have him talk about what agriculture brings. And he actually went back to Abe Lincoln. He, in his speech, referred to Abe Lincoln, who actually started the Department of Agriculture, which was then referred to colloquially as the People's Department, because when it was started, agriculture was a big part of everyone's life in, in the United States, in the agrarian economy. But Vilsack referred to how much it's changed, how much agriculture has changed, but yet its role in being so critical to the foundation of the country, into feeding the country, into clothing the country, into the side businesses of agriculture, even in Abe Lincoln's day, that were part and parcel of what we needed as a nation in times of peace and times of war, which we you know now are also very familiar with. So that was really fortunate and really appreciated the secretaries taking the time to do that. There were a number of congressional groups, both congressmen and women and their staffs that, that toured the two days that the setups were on the mall. And and then, of course, the tourists in the area. And there, honestly, we were very fortunate, very blessed to have great weather. The cherry blossoms are beginning to blossom. So Washington, D.C. was fairly well attended, and there were a lot of people making their way around. And so to your question of who attended, we had everything from congressmen and congresswomen to the secretary to families that were on spring break, a, a number of youth groups that were in the area. There's, as you probably well know, there's a lot of high school and college groups to come to D.C. at particular times a year as part of either some kind of event on their own or some kind of leadership tour or things. So we saw a number of those folks walking around in, 
similar colored t-shirts or whatever to show that they were part of a group. We had a good showing from agriculture as well. The AFA, 4-H, and FFA have always been a part of Ag Day, and so we had good uh, representation from those groups uh, in D.C. that was actually part of the Ag Day activities. And all the way down to one of the neat moments that I was able to witness is there were a number of elementary, or not elementary, but preschool groups that their four, five, six-year-olds who were together as a group who were touring the National Mall as part of an outing. These were local D.C. organizations. One of them was a preschool from not too far away from the mall area. And so you had these youngsters uh, all strapped together for safety. They've all got... uh, kind of harnesses on so they're all strapped together and they were going around and and looking up at at the big equipment at some of the displays that were there DeLaval for example had the robotic milker machine that was there milking a a cast model of a cow and got lots of questions from the little ones uh, about the cow and did it hurt and and all those kinds of things that was really cool. That sounds precious and a great segue into my next question, which was with all of such a mix of organizations there and interesting things to look at and see anything strike you as kind of the most popular that whether it was starting conversation or just like drawing the biggest crowd, what were people uh, most interested in? It really was it was all over the board. Obviously, the equipment was highly visible. There was uh, several combines. There was a big sprayer, a number of large tractors and small tractors as well. So there was just a general, and that was one of the great things, is that there was a good display of the kinds of equipment that modern farmers use. The sprayer probably got a, a, a lot of questions. It was a big, big, over-the-top post-emergent sprayer. And a lot of people were like, number, the number one question was, what is that and what does it do? And so describing, in this case, being able to talk about the technology of spraying pesticides today, to be able to have a conversation with moms and dads and kids in the area with, yeah, this is something that sprays pesticides. It does it very carefully. It, it is built to be absolutely as accurate as it can be. Um, John Deere, for example, was talking about their new technology, which can actually tell a weed from the crop and only sprays on weeds. And so there was a lot of that kind of technology. Firestone at their booth was talking about a new project that they have coming up with a plant from the Southwest uh, of the United States that they're working on with a number of USDA and, and universities to replace rubber as a raw material is becoming tougher and tougher to come by and more expensive to produce. And so there was a lot of new technologies like that that, that got a lot of questions about how did, what does this mean to the future of what we eat, what we wear, what we grow, what we put on our cars, and those kinds of issues. The again, I started to say that the equipment was probably the big draw, and that was one of the one of the fun things was watching, um, especially the youngsters climb up into the cabs of the equipment. I, I I arrived really early on Tuesday morning, and there was a young man at one of the displays was feverishly polishing the windows from all of the little fingerprints that had gotten there on Monday, and so he was sprucing things up to for Tuesday event. And so those were very popular and again, drew a lot of questions about what does this thing do? There was a big silage harvester that was there, which would be something that most folks would not quite understand. What is that? What does that do? And and then what is the byproducts or the the product of that used for? So lots of opportunities to talk to people who know very little about agriculture, about what modern agriculture is all about. I am curious about the 
looking at this event and over the scope of the last three years and thinking about how for a lot of farmers, National Ag Day and other events throughout the year are a big reason to go to D.C. to um, go talk to lawmakers, to go talk to their national organizations that they belong to. But largely, we've seen not very much of that happen over the last two, three years. In terms of kind of attendance and, and folks from the ag industry getting back to D.C., does it seem like this event marks maybe a turning point in kind of pandemic response that maybe it's folks are ready to get back to D.C., get back to having more of those in-person conversations with lawmakers, maybe ahead of the 2023 Farm Bill? <laughs> yeah, it's a really good question. And I, and I certainly hope so. And I think it does. I mean, to be honest, where we're going in this pandemic is has always been a roller coaster with ups and downs. But certainly the want to do that, the, the want to be together, the want to be talking again, the want to have one-on-one -on -one conversations certainly is at, is at a peak. All of the events that, that took place that relate, what related to Ag Day, the first thing any speaker said when they walked up to the microphone was, it's so good to see you in person. There's some reference to that. So definitely the desire to be together. And especially there's a lot of big conversations that we're having around agriculture um, and food issues. The upcoming farm bill was is on a lot of people's uh, minds and all of those things we've maintained and we've been able to get things done we meaning the ag industry through the covid days with computer technologies and things like that but there's still nothing like sitting together looking at each other in the eye and having that conversation especially as we begin to tackle some of these big issues I just have a last couple of questions. One of them is, despite the fact that folks were very excited to get back to DC, I think this year, there's also a virtual, some virtual events. And I think some stuff that people can still see online if they happen to miss Tuesday's festivities. Could you talk a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. One of the things that we learned in the last uh, couple of years is that the virtual events are very well attended and appreciated because not everyone can come to D.C. And just step back just a second. Ag Day is bigger than that. There are a number of states and, and local areas that had events um, during, the, during the week, and there have been, and those had continued to go on um, through the last couple of years as they could be. But specifically to the virtual, one of the things that we learned in 2020 and 2021 is that, A, we want to keep that momentum. We want to keep that word out there. We, in this case, meaning the committee and, and those that, that put together Ag Day. So there's a big desire to sort of keep the, the the thought process going and those things going. But we also learned that it was highly appreciated by, again, those that couldn't attend D.C. So we put together a number of virtual events. And yeah, anybody that wants to see that can go to agday.org and browse down on the page. And there's a link to uh, the virtual events and a lot of the other festivities that took place during the week of Ag day on the 22nd, but actually all week. Some localities had things on different days, just depending upon what, what was going on. So they can still continue to do that. Those are all uploaded there. There'll be some additional materials put up there. As I understand, some of the folks are, are putting up some of the, the stories and things that went on during the week. So we'll continue to pile information up there. But that virtual piece is really, I think, an area that will also grow in the future to be able to reach out to broader audiences. And so there'll be a lot of conversations around around how we use that medium again to get to the folks that, that can't come to DC but back to your earlier question. So the ultimate goal of this whole thing what I started out talking about which was how do we get all of these issues in front of a broader audience than just those of us in the AG industry I have to say that this AG day was a absolute resounding uh, success. I don't think anybody could have asked for, number one, the weather that we had, which was great, which helps. But the number of, we had over 30 
organizations that set up booths. So obviously the equipment manufacturers were there, some tire folks and some associated people like that. But a lot of the ag groups, the corn, soybean, wheat growers were all there. A number of professional groups like the Miller's Association and the ag retailer groups that supply the pesticides and, and, and those kinds of issues to farmers were there representing their industries. And so you had a really good cross-section of everybody that's involved in agriculture. And I think that will continue. I hope that will continue. I don't know whether we'll, we're having the discussions and will we try to do another event like this on the mall next year or why, might we move into a every other year or every couple of years scenario with that. It's a huge undertaking and so grateful to the companies that participated in that and to the Ag Equip or the American Equipment Manufacturers Association which really pulled all this off. Unloading a full-size combine in a huge sprayer in 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 the heart of D.C. and moving it onto the Capitol Mall and protecting it and make sure that nobody got hurt or that no damage was done, things like that, is a huge undertaking. And there was an awful lot of work that went into that. So if we'll, whether we'll do another one just like it next year or not is actually being discussed. It would be great to do that, uh, but we'll see how that works out. Looking ahead to next year and just the year ahead as we get into the start of the 2022 kind of main crop season, uh, I think despite the fact that I don't think very many people would have anticipated that after two years of pandemic, we would be facing a war in the in the in Eastern Europe and seemingly never-ending stream of just disruptions and uncertainties. But talk a little bit about maybe how uh, events like this set the stage for ag to be able to do more collaborations and and prepare for some of that uncertainty and get the support that the industry needs. That's a really great point. And it it does uh, bring about number one, to the point of getting that word out to the general population. We want to continue to do that because we need the American people and the world. And honestly, there were folks on the National Mall that were visiting from other countries. So we were able to show off U.S. agriculture to the world. We need to continue to get that word out there and that uh, level of knowledge about that there about how the U.S. is the world's reliable supplier of, of so many agricultural products. But I, one of the things that, that the Ag Day did, and to more directly to your question, I, I, I criticized it a little bit because in the early years we had moved towards speaking to the choir and not getting that word out to the broader, to the broader audience. But speaking to the choir is a valuable thing. Getting all of us together, the people that make tractors and the people that make seed and the people that write policy and the people that have alternative ideas about what agriculture can do and the media and folks like us at DTN that that cover all that, getting all of those groups together to celebrate what it is we all are trying to, to do here is an important thing in itself. And so while this year's effort was to get the word out more broadly, there was still that collaboration and that camaraderie and getting folks together, some who don't always see eye to eye, to be quite honest, but getting them back to realizing that what we're all trying to do here is feed the world, clothe the world, build a peaceful world. I think that was a big part of of this week, and I think that will be a continued part of, of Ag Day in the future. I think we all realized with the pandemic how we'd been separated, how critical it is to get everyone together. I think one of the other tenets of Ag Day for a long time 
time, as I said at the beginning, is to bring in youth, to bring in the 4-H leaders and the, and the FFA leaders and the AFA leaders to give them both to show them off to those that, that we got them around to visit, but also to give them experiences so that they can then be the Sarah Mox and the Greg Horsmeyers in the future that are gonna that are gonna run this show when we all go play golf or whatever it is we're gonna do with our lives when we retire. I think is a very critical thing, and we we continued to do that this week, and we'll continue to do that in the future. Those are all very critical points. And back to your sort of the, the sad thing at the moment is this war. Being able to get those voices together in tough times like this, when we have a lot of concerns about the future. And there were a number of farmers that were there as well, representing their professional organizations, the Farm Bureau and the Soybean Association and corn growers and and wheat growers. And on their mind, as I talked to them, was not only celebrating agriculture with non-ag folks, but also talking, the the opportunity to talk to some high-ranking policymakers about what the next couple of years are going to be like. Most farmers are in pretty good shape right now. Now, as far as 2022 is concerned, they've got their things bought. They know what seed they're going to plant. They know they mostly have the fertilizer and, and, and the other supplies that they need. But 2023 is an absolute unknown in so many ways about how that's going to shape up, what our interest rates going to be, what our supply is going to be like, where are we going to get fertilizer, what are prices going to be like, where we'll be able to ship, what is trade going to be like in this sort of new environment. So the ability to get everybody together to talk about some of those things a little bit ahead of time was valuable as well. And, and so uh, that, that all gets into the what when I said this really was a resounding uh, success. It was really positive on so many levels. Anything else that you wanted to talk about or that you wanted to say more about? I just wanted to say to personally, as somebody involved in the industry, there were so many folks behind the scenes that made this ag day happen. And you know, Sarah, I'm the crotchety old journalist. It takes a lot to to get me to be excited and and to smile because I'm usually journalists or or, or the critical folks. But I have to tell you, standing there on the National Mall, seeing all of that group come together was a really, it was a high moment. I've been doing this for almost 40 years. It was truly a high moment for me. And so a big thank you uh, to somebody who's part of the industry and DTN and the Progressive Farmer are part of this industry. We write about it. We cover it. We're critical of it. We're very very critical of it at times, but yet we also wanted to succeed. There's no doubt that we want good things to happen to agriculture. And so seeing that was fabulous. And I just, a big thank you to all the folks that, that made Ag Day happen this year and will continue to make it happen in the future. To learn more about the Modern Agriculture event, to read DTN's reporting about National Ag Day, or to learn how to watch virtual Ag Day events, visit dtnpf.com or subscribe to the monthly DTN Progressive Farmer magazine. This episode of Field Post was brought to you by the team at DTN Progressive Farmer, with special thanks to Greg Horstmeyer. This episode was produced and edited by me, Sarah Mock, with support by Greg Hillier and Kylie Swanson. And a big thanks to all of you for listening. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And until then, remember, the future of farming is here. This episode of Field Post is brought to you by DTN Ag Weather Station. Are you looking to get more accurate, hyper-local weather information? By gathering weather and agronomic data directly from your own fields, DTN Ag Weather Station supports you when making targeted decisions around expensive or high-risk activities like chemical applications and irrigation. 
DTN's Ag Weather Station can be purchased for as low as $9 a month depending on your current customer status with DTN. If you're looking to increase your weather accuracy while saving time, please visit DTN.com.